This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing... Wait, you've never seen an affair to remember? Oh, I want to forget this. A love affair is a wondrous thing. See, there's a dance that goes along (laughs) with this. Okay, so up front, the movie never actually states the extent of her injuries, but it's implied that um, Deborah Kerr's character, Terry... Terry McKay um, is going is either uh, is either paralyzed or um, is not doesn't have full use of her legs and wants to try to walk again something like that which occurs in an accident that's later that's I think the accident happens about halfway through the movie maybe a little later than that I I have no way of measuring time in this movie it's just... <laughs> Went on and on. So, um, tell me three things you expected from this movie. A rom-com, but the 1959 version, so that could be anything, really. <laughs> uh, infidelity. Affairs in the title, and I'm a very literal person. Uh-huh. Thirdly, uh, shot on location somewhere in Greece, maybe? <laughs> the poster you showed me... Because I didn't have anything to go on besides it was Cary Grant and somebody else, and it sounded like a love thing. Uh, the poster you showed me had what looked like some sort of Mediterranean mm-hmm. sort of situation. <laughs> Turns out that was Italy, right? No, France? France. France or Italy? The France. northern France, yeah. Is northern France? I believe so. Oh, because t- they took off from... Wait, no, um, southern France. I was thinking Spain. Sorry. Yeah, because they, they took off from Italy, so you can't yeah. get to northern France. Unless, it took them a while to get to France, though. That's true. It really did. That's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you say all three things? I did. So, did you expect to like it? I mean, oh, uh, we do TV Guide Summary later. No, you tell me what, if you expected to like it, the stars, and then your summary. I'm sorry. So, oh yeah, because I, (laughs) I'm getting confused, because I, I just, I just let this movie have it (laughs) in this, so I, I started off being like, all right, three stars, because I like Cary Grant. Three three point five is usually like where where I start. Like if you're not sure, you start at like about three point five. I like Cary Grant, but I know that stars don't guarantee that I'm going to enjoy a movie, unless it's Bruce Willis. Ugh. Even if it's a terrible movie, I've enjoyed Bruce Willis, and you I'm just talk- enjoy looking at Bruce Willis. I like looking at Bruce Willis, but I also <laughs> I like when he's annoyed, uh, when. He's upset with you, and he gets kind of sarcastic, and his voice goes up like this. I even like that. <laughs> I have enjoyed Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk was a really bad movie. 
I think it has like if it has double digits on Rotten Tomatoes right now, I'd be really surprised. <laughs> um so yeah. So, um tell me your one sentence T V guide summary. Two married people run out on their spouses and run around in a quaint Mediterranean town having madcap adventures in infidelity. <laughs> I see. <laughs> what does what does IMDB tell us? IMDB says, um, well, first it's an affair to remember from 1957. Oh, 57. I thought it was 59. Okay. It's not 57. rated. Mm-hmm. It's an hour, 55 minutes. Oh, that's a lie. It's, it's about a, 16 hours. <laughs> it's a drama romance, not a rom-com. They didn't have that then. And it says, <laughs> a couple falls in love and agrees to meet in six months at the Empire State Building. But will it happen? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so tell me how things obviously did not meet your expectations. Uh, okay. So there are parts, like in the beginning, I found it funny. But boy, did it drag sometimes. There was that long chapel prayer song and that interminable song, the piano song that the... A love oh, no, affair. Can you, uh, you've done it once in English. Can you do it in French, please? <laughs> it's a wondrous thing. I can't do French accent. I'm sorry. No, it was literally in French. Like, I know, but I, I, I know Spanish, not French. Uh, so, so I found that ridiculous. That they, <laughs> they ran through it once and I'm like, oh, okay, because it's like, there's that... There are those, you could stop it now, or you could do it again in French, and they did it again in French. Well, I think we should point out to our audience at this point, we've heard the song in the opening credits, <sighs> sing by Vic somebody, I think. Then, um, when they get to uh, Nikki's grandmother's house, Nikki is Cary Grant's character. Nicola. She, uh, the grandmother plays it once instrumentally, then um, Terry... Deborah Carr's character sings it in English, then in French. Oh. So at this point, we've heard four variations of the song. So I was trying to keep track. They they played it more times. Yeah. Throughout, I was I I I, t- I counted a total of six, but I th- I think it might be more than six. I think six is pretty close because they she sings it in her final nightclub act. Oh. So annoying. And then I think after they're reunited, Cary Grant and Deborah Carr, um, I think that's like the big swelling, a love affair to remember. Like you gotta yeah. gotta not do that anymore. <laughs> you gotta stop singing the song. Do you want me to sing that or Good Morning? Okay, so moving on. <laughs> I adjusted my star level by one half because it was starting to get boring. Uh-huh. So we were down I was down to two point five, but in all caps I wrote this. They just lost a full star for putting that fing <laughs> song in this movie <laughs> another time. Uh... So one point five. And that was at four times. That was at four times they lost a star. Okay? One point two. Uh... Right, sorry, one point five. <laughs> oh man. Uh... That was so f- I was getting really tired of that song. They just went they went all in. 
like, like they whenever, must have paid the big bucks or like they want to use it for all that it's worth right like if you pay for the song <laughs> you paid for the song it's not like per it's not like per play oh my goodness <laughs> so you decided on 1.5 stars oh, down from 3.5 huh you're lucky that you got one more. we might have to watch arsenic and old lace to cleanse your cary grant uh, palette why well, don't blame cary grant for this he didn't <laughs> he didn't say you know what we should put the song in there like 14 more times <laughs> so i didn't guess i wouldn't have guessed that this would also be i should have that this would be about lovers who started out with a sort of antagonistic relationship. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't understand why these romantic movies have to start with everybody hating each other. I don't think they. I didn't think they really hated each other. I think that um, Terry. That well, first they were both committed to their respective partners. Neither one of them was married, but they were practically engaged. Right. Um. So I think Terry saw um, Nikki as like a playboy that she was trying to fend off. Not so much like, I hate you. Just like, here's this annoying nuisance that I just need to get rid of. He sees her as someone who needs to be chased and like convinced to be pursued. Yeah. So and like her rebuffs just make him want her more. Oh, Um, Again, this is still just. Bad, be- bad behavior. So, I mean, I. What sort of antagonistic behavior makes. Why why do you see antagonistic behavior? Because I was interpreting it in a different way. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the same thing. It's when they first meet and they're like. And, he, and she's like, oh, like the whole thing about them spending time together. There's always. She puts up, like, you know. Uh, she puts up roadblocks. All along the way, like, you know, this isn't happening, and you have to leave, and... Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact, uh, But there is this sort of, like, hey, no, we're not gonna do this. And it... But it's not, like, we can't do this, I am about to be engaged. There was... Right. I mean, there was a little bit of that, but, like, there wasn't really a lot. It was more like, we can't be seen together, what will people say? Yeah. Not, like... Oh, Ken is he loves me so much and I can't do this to him. In fact, one of the that much at all, which is weird. One of the songs that they dance to, like on their last night on the cruise ship, is um You Make It Easy to Be True. Oh, you're both cheating on your fiancés. Like no. Yeah, I'd I'd written this down. Not too much guilt. Or maybe they both just have perfect guilt management. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like that they thought they were being sly, but every single passenger on that ship knew what was going on. <laughs> even from even all the way up to them getting off the boat when they're giving each other the eye, like, "Oh yeah, that's that's my man and that's my woman," and like the passengers between them are looking back and forth like, like it's a tennis, tennis match. match. <laughs> it's so obvious. So I liked... That's the, There's some cartoony moment. Like, that's like cartoony moment. Like, yeah. human beings would not... If they're trying to be like... They'd be more like, don't look right. now, Junior. Yeah. But the two famous people aboard our ship are giving eyes to each other. Oh, yeah. 
So if I remember correctly, it's been a billion years since I've seen Sleepless in Seattle. But it borrows a, a major plot point from uh, from An Affair to Remember, partially because the women of the movie love the love that movie so much, I think. Oh. Where uh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are supposed to meet at the top of the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. much like uh, Terry and Nikki. This was one of my pop culture references. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have no, waited okay. to do that one. So I feel like Sleepless in Seattle, frankly, has a way better ending than this movie. <laughs> and this was the model. They took the concept and made it better, I think. Yeah. Because that's just such a bummer. Like, the, they made it a, a turning point for, you know, that's when Terry gets run over. It's not clear what happens. She some gets sort of damaged. car accident. Yeah, she gets hurt in some way. Running across the street to the yeah. Empire State. Yeah. Are, are you already out of your ammunition? Are you oh no have I more have... to have more to complain about? <laughs> no, why would you think I'd just be complaining? Why would I only be complaining? Because you really hated so this I, movie. I did. So I do have a couple of things, <laughs> if I may. Can we talk about the Mid Atlantic accents? So sure. Terry McKay has it to a certain degree, and it's in a lot of these older movies that we that we see. Uh, the Mid Atlantic accent, sometimes called the Trans Atlantic accent. Mm-hmm. It's an accent of English that's a blending of prestigious American and a British, uh, British uh, language, mm-hmm. uh, you know, British accent basically. So it's like, hey, hey, sister, have you heard the, have you heard the news? It's like that uh. fast talking, like stilted way of speaking. It was adopted in the early twentieth century, mostly by American aristocrats and actors. It's not a native vernacular or regional American accent. It's just a put-on bullshit <laughs> accent. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just, oh, like you, that like, well, this is the, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, it's not American and it's not British. That's uh-huh. why it's called mid, you know, mid-Atlantic. Or transatlantic. Oh, it's so annoying. I'm trying to think of other actors who might who might use that accent, like maybe Catherine Hepburn or yes, Catherine Hepburn. It's sort of parodied. Parodied. Um, there was a movie, oh, which I don't think you've seen, which you might need to. It's called The Hudsucker Proxy. I have never even heard of that. It's a you know the Coen Brothers. Yes. Raising Arizona, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. It's a Coen Brothers movie. But there's an, anyway, there's an actress in it. In constant sorrow. I am a man of constant sorrow. I've seen troubles all my days. <laughs> I bid farewell to old Kentucky, <laughs> the place where I was born and raised. I don't really know the words. The That's place on. where he <laughs> was born and raised. See, it's not so fun when someone else does it to you, is it? No. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> waiting for you to burst back into song. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, so when we were watching this movie, this uh-huh. terrible, terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't enjoy. I didn't personally enjoy it. I did find things that were good in it. I also found things that were bad in it. But there was a point where I laughed inappropriately. Yes. <laughs> I noticed that. Okay. That moment was when Nikki and Terry are talking on the deck of the ship at night. Uh-huh. And they're doing uh, what they call coverage, where they point the camera towards Nikki, and then he talks, and then you point the camera in the way opposite direction, and then you hear, you have Terry talk. Mm-hmm. You know, direct. So they're uh, directly across from each other. So you're, you're supposed to be seeing, in the background, you're supposed to be seeing a way different thing, wouldn't you think? Yes. Okay? The stars behind them are showing a striking... I noticed it because I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like any constellation I've ever seen. It's like this like this sword-like shape in the sky. I'm like, uh-huh. that doesn't look like any constellation that's real. And I saw it behind Terry, and then they showed, they showed <laughs> Nikki. You see the exact same thing right behind them. And I'm like, they didn't even bother to come up with a different fake bit of sky. Uh, maybe they had exceeded their budget. I get they could just flip <laughs> it upside down. It's the sky. And you're not making it look like the sky. <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> you're so delighted that I'm annoyed. <laughs> Love you. Love you, dear. So we can move on. You have? Do you have more to say about this, about this lovely movie? <laughs> Not really. Um, I mean, if if I watched it again, I would probably fast forward through ninety percent of the "Love Affair <laughs> to Remember" songs, and the kids singing that song. Like, okay, kids have jobs, and that's great. Oh, I forgot to mention that um, there were two black children in the choir whose sole uh, purpose seemed uh, to be to dance while the other kids were singing and it was it made me very uncomfortable because of the way it was done so also like when it when they first when the kids first started singing i'm like oh look there's just randomly two black kids in the in the choir that's saying something for 1957 right and then they and then they would um, they would show pairs of children singing, and it's not like when they got to the black kids that it changed the tone changed in some way. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is done in a pretty great way for yeah, 1957. And then they all, all the other kids separated so the black kids could come down, and I'm like, they're there just to dance. <laughs> I said this. <laughs> it was I said so that awful. out loud. It was so awful. <laughs> like. Just stop being racist, old Hollywood. Be better. Just yeah. Be better. I don't care. It's nineteen fifty-seven. Oh Lord. So yeah, I I could do without pretty much all of the all of the singing scenes, except maybe Terry's final nightclub performance. I would probably watch that one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. I, I like it. I like the storyline, and I love Cary Grant because he's my classic movie star boyfriend. He is dreamy. He is very dreamy. I wonder if he'd. I don't. I don't want. I don't really want to see him saving people 
from terrorists in a building, though. <laughs> Bruce Willis is not dreamy. That, how dare you? <laughs> ah, well, we'll we'll agree to disagree. Uh huh. Um, are you ready to go to the Bechtel test, or do you have more negative things to say? I, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done being terrible. Uh, wait, can, can I get? I like to guess. Okay. I'm gonna say that it passes. Yes, there Yay. is some. There is some contrary or some debate about it, but to me. Um, when they stop at Nikki's grandmother's house, um, Nikki goes somewhere, maybe into the chapel, and Terry helps the grandma with the tea trays, and they, they talk about a few things like, oh, do you have a housekeeper? And she's like, no, my last one quit, and I don't want to have to, you know, break in a new one or whatever. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, they did talk a lot about Nikki, but they also had like brief moments of non-Nikki talk. So I think that would pass. And then I think right before, um, right before Nikki shows up at Terry's door at the very end, that that her housekeeper was there. Terry's housekeeper was there and let him in. And they had said something like, "Oh, are you are you going to be here Saturday? Are you going to whatever?" So. There were a couple name? moments. Is the grandmother name? Oh, the grandmother. Is the grandmother name beyond the name, the word for grandmother in, Fran- in French? Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. I don't know if she is named. Hmm. He calls her Janu, but that might just Janu, be I think is grandmother. grandmother. So, question mark. I will need to do more research. Sorry. Womp womp. Um, so disability portrayal. Um, really comes down to uh, Terry's paralysis and her refusal to let Nikki know what's going on, which, um, I don't know, how do you think that, how did you like or dislike how that was portrayed in the movie? I think, well, the portrayal, I don't know why she didn't, I mean, just, just the fact that here is why I didn't meet you at the top of the thing. I was in right. an accident. Like, yeah. Like, you just think that I, I'm a jerk, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what he thinks. Like, that doesn't really... I can understand... Okay, I can understand someone trying to keep things private and it's not everyone's business that, you know, mm-hmm. she, now, she now has a disability. But, come on. Like... Yeah, and it seems like you would want to know if your potential partner would stick by you in those times of difficulty and stress. So if you go to him and say, this is what happened to me, and he's like, yeah, I can't handle this. Well, you have your answer, and you can move on with your life. And he can move on with his life. But if he's like, okay, um, you know, I'll do whatever I need to do, to um help you and like they form a relationship and whatever yeah um i think that's i think that's a little bit different but um i'm kind of torn on how they portrayed when they were in that theater you know um they had gone to see the show it was like her first time out with her at at this point ex-fiance ken um and uh 
Nikki was there, I think, with his still fiance. I can't remember her name, though. Um, And she was just, Terry was just sitting in a chair and, like, didn't get up to say, oh, hello, how do you do? I don't think it's even clear to the viewer whether or not she's able to stand or not. It's not. Because it makes sort of a show of, like, here's the wheelchair, right? Right. That's what I'm saying is, like, um, I'm kind of torn on that particular plot device because in 1957, there wouldn't have been a seat for her wheelchair. Sure. But yeah. in 1957, it would have been common to be, like, and here's the dreaded wheelchair. This is why oh, they can't no. be together because she's disabled now and nobody loves disabled people or whatever. Right. So, um... Sort of realistic in one way, but not so realistic in another way, I think. Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, there's, <laughs> the, the, there's lots of the, this is one of the many things in this movie where I'm just like, I don't, I don't quite, uh, I don't quite get it. Gotcha. Um, are there any... Are there any pop culture references you now understand? Well, yeah, besides the sleepless in Seattle Seattle thing. Um, Luckily, that song has been lost to time. (laughs) Which song was that? You know, it actually has the word (laughs) an affair to remember. Uh huh. A love affair to remember. It's a love affair to remember? Is that what it is? That's, yeah. That's the the chorus. Like, we just watched uh, A Clockwork Orange. Like, imagine in that march if they're like, Clockwork Orange is a clockwork and it's orange. Brown. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> absurd. Absolutely absurd. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine if Star Wars... Um, had lyrics. Star oh my Wars. God, I about if that. they should. I brought bark. that on. My, I brought that on myself. <laughs> you just covered my mouth. Yes. I, wow. Well, I see we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, one big thing on how would the movie be different with today's technology? Okay. Text him. Text him. Text him. Yeah. I mean, come on. Video chat with him. He'll only see like from oh. the neck up. You know what? There's that emergency thing on your phone on iPhones now, right? Uh-huh. Um where it's like, "Oh, if if I'm in an accident or whatever, here's my emergency information." Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if you can do this, but like here's the people you should contact yeah. if I'm in, you know, yeah, there's a way to do it on the iPhone where if you push a button, it'll say, like, medical ID, and then it'll list all your allergies and your emergency contact. Yeah. And take care of that. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Or Nikki could have turned on the evening news or his Twitter feed <laughs> and seen that there was an accident involving Terry McKay at the Empire State Building. Doesn't something improbable happen? Like, he can hear it but doesn't recognize it? You can hear it from the <laughs> from the top of the Empire State Building, right? There was like a loud screech and then like an ambulance siren or maybe the police car siren. I'm not right. sure. <laughs> um, and I mean, there might be better medical treatments for for Terry. Yeah. If if this was made today, not that people don't get 
paralyzed in this day and age, but I think just across the board, medical treatments are better now than they were 60 years ago. Sure. And, you know, like a first responder sort of situation, I think medical EMTs are better equipped to to deal with an injury because sometimes it's a matter of it's a matter of time when you're talking about certain injuries to yes. to perform the right kind of you know things right there on the scene to stop them from being permanently uh, I also before we wrap up I also have to apologize for putting two paralysis movies back to back <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing that when we scheduled our shows until I was like oh we need to record Pollyanna and then Oh, and then An Affair to Remember. And you're like, let's watch An Affair to Remember first because it'll probably be lighter. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. <laughs> I think we had, when we were watching them, the order we were watching them, it was, we had Clockwork Orange and An Affair to Remember. And I'm like, well, yeah. one of these is going to be more traumatizing than the other. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. And it's still, <laughs> Clockwork Orange is still more. Anyway. But yeah, at least, I mean, in both Pollyanna and this movie, it's not, it's a defining moment, but it's not, it's not all about that. Right, right. And Terry was still um, able to work after her injury because she was directing those children, singing their awful song. Um, So even in that case, it's not portraying as like okay well she's disabled now she's a burden to society and can't take care of herself and can't hold down a job so some of it was some of it was good but some of it was not so good yes are you ready to be done talking about this movie oh i'm i'm perfectly happy to be done (laughs) so you can find us on a bunch of platforms like itunes stitcher spotify and we're also on the cosmic potato podcast network at cosmicpotato.com you can find other great shows on there some of which we are on well me mostly but Mm -hmm. like captain game show which is a game show it's fun pop culture uh Really, a lot of different things. A lot of different things. There's one called um, Papa Flicks, where um, Papa Smurf makes his own Netflix. <laughs> and so, um, that's good. The captain of Captain Game Show, John, will um, give titles or give clues to titles, oh. and you have to put Smurf <laughs> in the right part of the title. Um, that's good. The funniest one that ever went... I wasn't on this show, but I wish I had been, where um, the clue was about uh, dirty dancing, and um, I think it was Allie, she said, uh, dirty smurfing, which (laughs) I now want to be like... Dirty smurfing. Some kind of sexual innuendo. I'm sure on... Slang. (laughs) We can go on urbandictionary.com and... (laughs) Put it on there? Describe what that is. Anyway. Um... Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, The Landing Party, which is a Star Trek after show, which I love. In case our audience doesn't know, I love Star Trek. We've got a crowbar Star Trek in every show. <laughs> um, we we recently rebranded that show because it was a Discovery after show, but now they're doing like a Picard show, and they're going to have like an animated show, so we're just going to be talking about all things Star Trek. Excellent. 
Um, World War G, very nerdy. Trial by Pilot, they watch pilots of shows and decide if they're good or not. Based on the pilot? Based on the pilot. Nice. Star Trek would not hold up well to to Trial by Pilot, except for Discovery. Discovery had a pretty great pilot, but a lot of Star Trek series do not have good pilots. I think... Looking um, at you encounter Farpoint. Oh, I was going to say, I like, I like, I like the first... The, I like everything Q-related. Yeah. But, um, the jellyfish thing, the thing... <laughs> the okay. jellyfish creatures are a bit of a letdown, yeah. The thing that irritates me the most is when Troy, at the end, she's like, I feel great joy and gratitude. Like, can you give her something else better to say, please? They were working out what to do with Troy. They really were, yeah. Um, so now that we've gotten completely sidetracked. Anyway. As for us, just go to waityouveneverseen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. We're just going to reenact the whole soundtrack. (laughs) Rick is supposed to be joining us, so maybe he'll rein us in. Oh, yay. (laughs) I'm excited. Thanks for listening. So oh.